Hi, I'm Rich. Welcome to episode 10 of the Syndemic Nerds podcast. This is a Q&A that I did with Matt from Draw One Last Breath, who also happens to be my brother. So, I sent you a set of questions. You did, did send you do, me a set of questions. Did you do a bit of homework on it, or have you come unprepared? I've come really unprepared now. I've got, I got some notes. Good. I don't want to ruin your episode, but do you want to give me like a little summary of Fright Fest? Yes. Tell me so... if there's anything worth watching or if there's anything that we should avoid. So if you don't know what Fright Fest is, Fright Fest is one of the, the biggest horror film festivals in the world. Uh, it has world premieres, European premieres, UK premieres. Uh, it shows absolutely loads of films, like up to like 28 films over the weekend. Um, but yeah, it was a really good one, actually. It's gone digital. It's normally live at Leicester Square, but it's gone digital, obviously, because of COVID. Um, so it's, it's a different atmosphere. And when you've been, you realise what it's about, because um, it's the only yeah. kind of film festival where fans can actually go. So and buy tickets so you can meet the stars of the films and you know you can talk to people from the movies directors producers uh, and other fans that go so it's like a, a little kind of family so yeah it is good to go live obviously and enjoy the whole weekend and it's in leicester square so it's kind of the hustle and bustle of london which is really really cool but yeah it, it's different so it's all online now it's all streamed kind of live stream you can't pause it you can't kind of stop it and go back to it uh, but yeah it was really good there was some highlights of this year some really good stuff coming out a couple of the really big ones for me there's a really cool movie called spare parts um and it's uh, the synopsis of the story is that it's about um this this all-girl punk band uh i won't put any spoilers in this obviously people want to go and see it but the premise of the story is that they kind of get stolen wake up with um basically their arms and limbs taken away and put like massive machetes in their arms and and axes wielding (laughs) on their arms and and uh it's all about uh, kind of it's crazy it's saying in a kind of apocalyptic kind of style era there's a really good movie called owners uh which was kind of like a home invasion type movie uh have Maisie williams from game of thrones and sylvester mccoy in it from Doctor Who. Yeah. That was really good. British movie, British made. So that was really, really cool. Uh, there's another movie called Dune Drifter, made by the director Mark Price. Now, you might remember him as doing a movie called Colin, a zombie movie. It was all done on his mobile, and the budget for it, the whole movie was £40. <laughs> but he brought, he brought out a new movie called um, Dune Drifter, a slightly bigger budget, but it's more of a sci-fi kind of thing. But that was absolutely amazing. Um, the cinematography on it was unbelievable. So if you get to see that anywhere, hopefully all these movies will get released. However, the highlight of the festival for me was a movie called Hosts. Uh, not not to be mistaken for Host, which is on Shudder, which yeah. is also a great movie. But this one's called Hosts. Um, a magnificent British-made movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything on it because it's coming out soon. Um, it's going to be on digital VOD and uh, DVD. It's coming out on as well, on, I think, on the 7th of November. But all I can say is go watch it because it's fucking unbelievable. Um, absolutely brilliant movie. But yeah, that's, Fright Fest is cool. I can't wait to hopefully go back next August uh, as a live event. But we'll see. Only time will tell. But it was really good. It's good fun. Sounds it. Like you said, 
being able to meet up with like-minded people massively and getting to meet like producers and that as well must be um like being a kid again for you mm, yeah it's good fun it's good fun and obviously for our podcast we try and get as many kind of like interviews and kind of plug our podcast as much in it and it does help yeah i don't blame you mm. also you can swear don't worry <laughs> i will <laughs> um so yeah moving on from fight first i think mm. yeah i'll add a few of those to my list um do it can i have your earliest horror memory or like you know what actually got you into horror when you're a kid so yeah i mean there's a couple of different things really from the very very start i mean it, i'm from unfortunately i'm quite old so i i'm from a video shop kind of era where you still used to kind of go down the shop for all you young kids out there you used to go to a shop type place and rent a, a big old vhs tape uh and go home so obviously you're my brother um yeah a, a bit before you were born we used to because i'm a little bit older than you obviously we used to we, we probably still did it marginally didn't we when when you yeah were, i mean i still um i was you remember vhs still the vhs era yeah, yeah. i was probably yeah. about nine or ten when we got dvds in so yeah. so i mean yeah we used to go to the video shop uh on normally a friday or saturday night we used to get some chocolate and some fizzy drink and then it'd be like pick like two films normally one would be a horror one would be like either a comedy or action adventure or something um and that's probably where kind of memories of seeing all the video covers of all the horror stuff because it yeah. always used to be in one area um but before then what kind of got me into that kind of thing was when i was a kid at school um i used to go into the library if it was wet play kind of wet play time it used to rain um and there used to be a book in there uh, by john landis you know the american american werewolf yeah. in london guy yeah. uh, director so <clears throat> there was a book in there and it was basically the making of all kind of horror movies so it's all how they did the effects so i kind of oh, opened nice. it up yeah and i was just like what i'd never seen any of this kind of stuff before um and it, i just remember one memory was like really vivid memory of, of look opening the book and the center pages was all about american werewolf in london and it shows the transformation and how they did it and how they basically covered a guy in plaster and he had two straws up his nose so he could breathe and it just told you all the tricks and stuff like that and i was just like absolutely captivated by this book like completely i used to go in there all the time um and just read it and look at it and look at the pictures and that's kind of got me got, got the hook into me of, of horror but there's there's a couple of other kind of times where i've been kind of scared by horror type things not necessarily horror movies but like there's a film called the last starfighter and there was a scene in that film where the boy goes to space but he has to leave a body behind um so his parents don't know he's missing and that he's gone to space so they they kind of put a decoy body in his bed and there's one bit in the film where the mum comes up to the bed and um the alien they've left behind is in the bed and she pulls back the cover and it's like this horrible kind of <laughs> gross thing behind the cover because it's not kind of fully formed and that just fucking scared the shit out of me <laughs> absolutely scared the crap out of me and that always stuck in my head um 
and that's great that, that's a great movie if you ever get to see it um but like other than that like even earlier than that um i used to watch kind of ray harryhausen films so the yeah. horror element in that with with medusa or the skeletons that come alive or kind yeah. of cyclops is all that sort of horror element came from there um but then there's obvious things like gremlins that that brought that horror kind of that gateway horror to me um as well as a movie called troll the gate um but the biggest thing that really kicked it off properly was probably nightmare on elm street you know you were scared to go to sleep it was just like because you were scared that freddie was going to get you or something stupid like that um and then it just went on from there really i just kind of like really got into the collecting of like vhs's had to have all the nightmare on elm streets had to have all the Friday the 13th, uh, you probably remember them on the shelf and in our room because we used to share a room. <laughs> and um, again, friend, a friend at school called Stuart that that introduced me to a lot of different genres of horror. So I didn't, I just thought there's one kind of type of horror, which is 80s horror, but there's absolutely loads of different and introduced me to different styles of horror. Um, and he used to collect a lot as well. It's always stemmed from there, really. It's always been quite a big passion of mine, but it's been it's been fun what about you what about your earliest memory of horror can you can you remember well, probably to do with me my i was <laughs> i was gonna say i think my earliest memory of horror wouldn't necessarily be a horror film mm. and something that kept me awake was the the witches adaptation <laughs> of roald Dahl's book with um angelica houston which i actually rewatched the other day not quite as scary now but, um, no, and also it, back it's to... a harrowing. It's got some harrowing scenes that yeah, I mean, never get made nowadays. Nah, it's still. I mean, when you watch it now, and you think I was a kid when I saw it. It's definitely um, probably a young. You were very young when you saw yeah, it. Yeah, it's uh, surprising what they could get away with, really. But um, back to an American Werewolf. I only watched that for the first time the other day. Oh really? And um, the makeup. I actually thought. Bearing in mind when it was made, early eighties, would you say? Yeah. yeah. The um, I thought the makeup was pretty good, like the way they transformed him and stuff. Yep, yep, definitely for those yeah. times. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Yeah. Right. Moving on. Mm. Who would you say over the years has been your favourite scream queen, and why would that be? Interesting question. Um, now. Scream Queen can be defined in many different ways. Now, you've got your classic Scream Queens and stuff like Barbara Crampton from Reanimator and, um, and films like that, which she is probably one of the biggest Scream Queens in in the kind of horror genre. Um, and then you've got then you've got others like, you know, I mean, some of the, some of the standout ones for me were like Jamie Lee Curtis, hands down. I mean, classic again. Yeah. But for me lately more newer kind of people that have come into the limelight more if you can classify them as a scream queen or they could be coming up to be a scream queen definitely someone like florence Pugh. um i think she's magnificent uh there's an she's act- good she is good yeah there's an actor called uh, mika monroe from it follows she is a massive yeah. favorite of mine she's she's absolutely brilliant but i've got to say probably my favorite of all especially at the moment, is Samara Weaving from Ready or Not. Um, she's been in films like The Babysitter, Mayhem, yeah. things like that. Yeah. She, she is becoming quickly one of my favourite actors in the genre because she's just really interesting. 
and she was rumored to be in the new screen movie but unfortunately she had other things she was contracted to and i thought she would have been perfect for the screen movie but yeah i think probably samara weaving um if it was to say kind of more now back in the day i'd probably say someone like jamie lee curtis yeah i think back in the day i would i think when i hear that term scream queen jamie lee curtis is probably the first person that springs to mind yeah and also i think for current day i can see where you're coming from with samara weaving mm. i think that's a pretty good pick see i would you put neve campbell under scream queen absolutely so that would probably be mine and it's a good pick I, I, yeah I was massively I was into on the edge. I would teeter on the edge because she she was definitely in would be on my list. So she yeah. that's a good shout. She is she definitely definitely is a scream queen. Absolutely, and she yeah. signed on for the new scream movie as well. It'd be interesting. It's obviously been nearly. It'll probably be about ten years after the last one, wouldn't it? But Pro- um... they'll probably do a Drew Barrymore on her. <laughs> we'll oh see. yeah. <laughs> I'd be gutted if they did. I'd be like, no, Sydney Prescott, don't go out like that. No chance. <laughs> yeah, we um we spoke about Scream on our Halloween special. I was going to choose it as mine, but I let our guest have it. It's one of my favourite horror films. So, yeah, I think I'd go Neve Campbell for Scream Queen. Definitely. definitely. So, on the flip side, who would you have as your favourite horror hero and why? See, that's, that's it. I mean, horror hero. Um, now, you know... Would you call Freddy a horror hero, or would you say Jason is a horror hero, or are you talking about a hero from a movie that's heroic? That's, you got a good point there, and I should have thought about that when I uh, <laughs> when I created the question. But don't worry, I've gone I've gone with hero as in hero of the movie. The two I picked anyway. Um, if the question was out and out hero, I picked Ash from Evil Dead. Um, okay, it's, it's a big favorite of mine, Evil Dead. Um, the reason, because he's massively cool, he gets a chainsaw for an arm, and he's got some of the best one-liners. So I just remember seeing it as a kid and thinking, oh my God, this film is insane. And the way he just carries the whole film. Um, and then when I dig dig up loads of facts about the movie and everything, it just made me love the film even more. Uh, it's just amazing. I mean, Sam Raimi did a fantastic job. And the stories you hear that came off of it are just crazy. But I think, yeah, Ash from Evil Dead. But on the flip side as well, um, if you can call it horror, I classify it as horror. But Ellen Ripley, Sigourney Weaver from Aliens. That's a good, that's a good pick. Yeah. All day for me. I just She is one of the... She is badass. I know, you know, there's a lot of equality about the female kind of lead roles and stuff like that. But she was doing that way before her time. Yeah, uh, too right. And totally setting the standards. It's just the films I can go back and watch again and again. And the fact that she's just not scared, and the fact in of what she does in those movies, and she just don't give a shit in Aliens. But I'd say yeah, definitely them two for me. Do you, if you do you have a favourite? No, you said Ellen Ripley. That I can't get that out of my head now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. As, um, as a horror hero, because like you said, she's about the equality thing you give her much more of a chance than any of the men in those films absolutely yeah surviving um an iconic role and yeah and sigourney weaver playing that part as well like she's a convincing like like you say badass Mm. so um yeah no i think that i think that's a top pick Mm. again like you're saying sometimes 
the villain characters can be looked at favorably rather than you know freddy people yeah. look at him and like they don't idolize what he does but as a character they idolize him yeah so i can see why people would pick that and jason and mm. so on so yeah i mean there's there's plenty out there definitely definitely does get you thinking so you're quite into your 80s horror and so you, you're born in the 70s weren't you just just yeah all right so um <laughs> um so 80s horror is you know i know that's quite a big thing for you so what do you think if you had to pick one or maybe if you can't pick one a few others it's, it's a tough what would you question. say your favorites no doing the podcast we've actually watched movies that i've never seen before that were made yeah. in the 80s so there's been a few favorites that i've really liked like sleepaway camp i uh, absolutely loved that that i didn't watch when it originally came out i, I just think it's one of those things that passed me by um, but it also depends on kind of what mood I'm in. So it's like if I'm in the mood for like a sci-fi horror or kind of different genres. But I'd say for the 80s, probably hand on heart, a couple of my faves is probably Evil Dead 2. Because um, that really ramped it up for me. These are kind of films that really hooked me and kind of yeah. made me really be into that genre. So um, Poltergeist was massive. I watched that when I was so young and it just made such an, an impact on me. So, yeah, so mo- these are movies that made such an impact and mean su- stuff to me. So, yeah, Evil Dead 2, Poltergeist, Without a Doubt, Lost Boys. Oh, uh, yeah. Nightmare on Arm Street, again, because it's just one of the things that just pushed the boundaries. Um, I even like, I really, really like um, Nightmare on Arm Street Part 3, which is Dream Warriors. It's just yeah. so cool. The concept of that movie was just so crazy. It was, it was just so so cool um <laughs> but if i was back up against the wall i'd say probably the thing john carpenter's a thing um just rob rob Botine's special effects in that are just otherworldly is like astronomically good um storyline's great the music is fucking kick ass the acting is amazing for a film for me which is perfect the thing is probably it followed by aliens and alien so you know it's too i mean they're quite sci-fi i've just realized there's that mm. blend isn't there where um to someone the other day actually like whether you put alien as a horror or a sci-fi but mm. it definitely comes under either i think yeah because definitely. it is science fiction but there's some pretty gruesome horrible moments in it so i think you can pick it for either um genre um so so, yeah yeah, some some of mine um from the 80s again the thing's pretty good it's a classic i've only actually seen it once there's films i've seen once that i loved but i've not you know got around to watching them again yeah revisit because they've done a really nice they've done a nice blu-ray of it and like remastered it so check it out because it's it's unbelievable yeah i will do um and then there's like you got your like comedy horrors as well, like Beetlejuice. I quite like that one. Yeah, that's um, Classic. yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that one to be honest. Um, it's it's mental, but there's just something about it. And Michael, you, I still can't believe it. it's Michael Keaton as well. It's just, um, yeah, he, he's just a force to be reckoned with in that film. It's yeah. just like his acting skills are just unbelievable in that. Well, he's coming back around a bit, isn't he? Because I know, um, I know, yeah, he's, you he's, know, he disappeared for a bit. But, I think he's brilliant. I mean, like in Birdman, he was fantastic. I thought he yeah. just like, came back in that with a with a punch, man, and he's brilliant. 
actually I haven't seen that, but um, which is pretty bad. But I'll get around to it. It's a good watch. Man. And um, Evil Dead Two and Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Three. I only saw those this year as well. Oh, so did you? I'm pretty new to to some of those ones, but That's yeah, I liked cool. them both. Pretty good. Good. Um, so moving on to into my um my decade of birth. Yeah. Again, only just though. Um, <laughs> what would you say your favourite 90s horror? So it kind of moved on a little bit here. It does It does move on. I have to say, out and out, it's probably Scream. It's just a big thing. Like, when Wes Craven brought that movie out, um, Scream was just... I went to cinema, watched it, and I remembered it so much because I had to sit. It was sold out, and the only seats that were left were right at the front, and I was gutted. Um, that I had to sit right in front, it pissed me off. Um, but getting to see, yeah, getting to see that movie on the big screen and not knowing one thing about it and being such a horror fan, it just pulled every single string in me and like just made me sit up and go, Oh my god, what a masterpiece! because it just had so many cool things in it, like you know, the monologues and stuff is just insane, yeah. Um, but but for me, that that probably was, I mean you know you you could blame it sometimes people blame it for kind of pushing out these kind of teen horror movies that hollywood just started producing a lot of and it kind of killed the scene a little bit for me uh 90s horror um yeah you, you've got your like urban legends and i know what you did last summers and they were okay they're okay but it just they started to then just churn a lot of stuff out a lot of stuff <laughs> and, yeah. and it just seemed a lot of the same kind of stuff uh, but yeah scream was a defying moment in 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 when i was a teenager massively yeah i can remember the but poster you... you had the poster for scream, yes. one of the screams on the wall in our room and i remember thinking what the hell is that <laughs> and i definitely didn't see it for some time afterwards yeah um, what about but you? yeah what... i'd love to have seen it in the cinema so nineties, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I wouldn't have seen them in the nineties because I'd have only been like up to about eight years old. But um, yeah, I got a list of a few here I made. Um, Misery qualifies as a nineties, just about. Yeah, yeah definitely. So Kathy Bates probably her best performance by far in that. She's she's just amazing in that film. Um, and then you got like Sleepy Hollow. Um, I quite like the Faculty actually. That's probably, a, good probably a guilty pleasure, to be honest, because it gets a bit of stick sometimes, but it has got its um It is a good one, fans. but then, then there's another film. Have you seen, um, do you remember Idle Hands? No, I've not seen that. That was a good movie, but if you go and rewatch it, it's not a movie of this time, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, yeah you've, got, you've got to take that into account when you're watching some mm-hmm. films, I think. Um yeah, you got to give them a bit of a break because you got to appreciate what they had. The you know the technology they had back then mm. wasn't like what you get nowadays, and some of the films are still better than what they churn out nowadays anyway. So <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah, there are a few for me, but again, back to Scream. That's like one of my favourite franchises overall, anyway. So mm. the first one was I think ninety six was it? Mm. Yeah. So it's brilliant great balance of comedy and horror it's not like too spoofy that it becomes wow what scary movie did basically 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely it was definitely a turning point. Um, it's kind of a new era has begun. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. What do you think your favourite ever horror is? I'm assuming it's going to be in one of those decades, but if it's later. So, I mean, obviously I spoke about a lot that I love. I mean, without a doubt, the thing is up there. You know, a- Alien is up there. Aliens is up there. Um, and Halloween is up there. But I'd say one of the biggest films that had the biggest impact on me and that I just will always watch and love along with the thing is probably George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead because it is just one of those movies I watched and the whole thought of it and just thinking if that happened to me what would I do um scariness of it when I was young watching it um actually being with those characters thinking you're the only ones left the way the zombies moved in the film was so slow but they um, and also, when you look at when I looked at that movie when I was older, I actually understood it more as like it has a massive political statement in it, which is like consumerism right. with the uh, industry of the mall coming to America. Okay. You just look at it as, as that as a film is, of consumerism and greediness and stuff like that. Uh, and it put a whole different spin on it. Um, and I think the movie means a lot to me because I've thankfully and luckily, as yourself, got to meet George A. Romero. And yeah. If you remember when we when we met him. Yeah, I did. You were with me. You were very young, though. Yeah, I think um, I, was a, I was about, probably about 15, I reckon, at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, obviously I dragged you with me to that convention <laughs> where we got to meet George A. Romero and we met Robert England. You must remember that. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> he even said to you, he even looked at you and go, went to you, come over here. <laughs> the claw thing with his hand. Um, that was amazing though. That's, that's for another story, but that was quality. But yeah, George, like Dawn of the Dead and meeting George and seeing what a humble, kind, just the time to spend and talk to you. I met him on two different occasions um, and he was just so nice. Um, but that just Dawn of the Dead just holds a special place because it's just a special film that you would never, you just watch and you're just captivated by it. will never, ever get bad. It's perfect. It's brilliant. You know, it's, it's easy to kind of pick those movies of, of old when there's now there's just a whole plethora of new stuff coming out which are fast becoming favorites of mine again. So it's all, you know, horror is massive at the moment. It's huge. It's come back with a vengeance and people are pushing the boundaries and coming out with new stories. Now I've got some new favorites. So, you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting, but yeah, Dawn of the Dead's up there, the thing and aliens and alien. What about yourself? I mean, like you said, it depends what sort of mood you're in Mm. at the time. I mean, you know, one of my favourite horror comedies growing up was Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I used to watch it over and over, and it's still up there with one of my favourite films. A perfect movie. You know, it's... No one can doubt that. It's just the Britishness of it, and it obviously, like, catapulted Simon Pegg and Nick Frost even further Mm. after Spaced. Yeah. So, if I had to pick one, it would probably be that. And again, like I said, Earlier on, Scream franchises 
up there with my favorite horrors it's just so easy to watch you know sometimes you don't want to you want to watch a film that you've not got to think too much about so yeah. you can't go wrong with either of those so i think i definitely have those as my favorites and remember without without dawn of the dead you wouldn't have got no Shaun of the dead yeah i know <laughs> and this, this brings me to my next bit which i'm probably yeah. gonna have to edit out i still haven't seen dawn of the dead <laughs> you fucking disgrace <laughs> you keep that in Damn, you keep that in. You're not I my want, brother. I want to so see it. <laughs> I want to watch it. And I did, I borrowed it, didn't I? And then, again, it was like, I thought I'll watch it when I really, you know, in light up for it. Oh, and God. then I think I, I gave it back. I watched Night of the Living Dead because you lent me that, that as well. Movie, but but, um, yeah, I need to, um, I might just order it and get it over with because, yeah, I obviously... Bring out um, a lovely 4K restoration box out of it. Uh, I'm getting it, definitely. But, yeah. Because I love you, I'll watch it soon, I promise. Fucking better do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think I know what the answer to this next question is going to be, but I'll ask you anyway. Yeah. Favourite horror director is... <sighs> well, yeah. It, I mean, it is George Romero, but... I have to give mentions to new people like I keep going on about new stuff and that but fast coming some of my favorites is Ari Aster smashing it out with like Midsummer. um Hereditary I wasn't such a big fan of but Midsummer just I love that movie so much um but special mentions go to like Robert Eggers I love The Witch but then I didn't really like The Lighthouse that much which he brought out but I think his his vision is unbelievable but I'd say probably one of my faves at the moment is Jordan Peele because he, he's just with us and Get Out is just amazing. I can't wait, wait to see what he does with Candyman. Um, yeah, and he's another bit. guy that's bringing out new stuff. But yeah, I would say at the moment, one of my favorites is on a par, probably George A. Romero with John Carpenter kind of neck and neck, really. But yeah. Big names, all big names but in yeah, the field. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, it's just I love it. Yeah, and um, Jordan Peele, I think definitely he's obviously got the two big films with Gal and us. He, he he has the potential to have a legacy, probably definitely. similar, different different style of horror, but on a similar level as the other names you've mentioned. I mean, do you know? What I mean, a lot of people, you know, uh, are saying like he's very uh, like Hitchcock, where he's got this eye for detail and new stuff you know little hidden things and i mean i you know i can't go throughout this whole talk without mentioning like the shining um and obviously stanley kubrick but in my eyes stanley kubrick made so many different movies that i wouldn't place him in the horror genre um because shining is another great movie do you know what i mean um absolutely amazing and he is an amazing director um but yeah i just thought i'd just quickly mention him as well just in case people thought, where's all the mentions for him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, he did do a vast, different types of movies, yeah, didn't he? Like, yeah. he's got his sci-fi. They all got pretty like they've all got horror elements in them, I mm. think. But because of Dad, I associate him more with like the war sort of yeah. movies, like Full Metal Jacket. I've seen that you know a million right. times with Dad because he obviously loves it. Do you know, um, little fact on that, little fact on Full Metal Jacket. Um, they, they were filming uh, right next door to the guys that were filming Aliens. 
and they'd regularly meet up at lunch times and have a chat. No way. On the same, it was shooting exactly the same time. That's ace. It's cool. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I like I like my um I like my fun facts. <laughs> yeah. So, you wanted to ask me a few questions. Yeah, I've got a few questions actually. I just thought I'd uh, put them out there. I mean, we've already spoke about kind of your earliest memories and horror and stuff. Um, but I would say what horror movies that you've seen lately have you liked? Is there anything in particular that you've seen that you thought that's cool? So I'll go for like last few years. Mm. Standout ones. And to be fair, we have mentioned a few of them, but um, us, I loved that. Mm. Um, Lupita Nyong'o just amazing <laughs> it was just amazing in that i think like yeah. you know the the expressions on her face it was it was pretty chilling and the fact she played two different parts in it and it was like it you was like that, looking at two yeah. different people yeah you know that was amazing um and you know, how many times have you seen it i've seen it twice now yeah i was gonna say because like i watched it the first time and it was like wow when i watched it the second time i totally looked at it through different eyes like yeah noticed way more things and was like ah oh, so that's that and obviously she did that because of that and I've, I've enjoyed it even more the second time i think yeah i i second that mm. i've watched it the first time and i enjoyed it and then i watched it a second time with mm. dad and he loved it as well which mm. i was actually surprised i thought i wasn't sure what you think but um yeah second time around i i loved it even more um I personally prefer it to get out. I, I'm not sure what other people would say on that one. And then another recent one, Invisible Man this year. Obviously, there's not been loads come out this year due to Excellent. COVID. Yeah. But I love that. And I was don't get really scared in a lot of films, but it did. Because you can't see the antagonist. It's it puts the creeps on it, doesn't it? Yeah. Does. It was, and, and the fact that she acted like that as well with nothing in the room was really convincing i think it's probably even though she's been around for a while elizabeth moss i think it's going to be one of her like breakout roles really but, i mean she's fast becoming a scream queen as well she yeah i mean yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good shout and the director lee yeah. now he's just he is just brilliant oh, i can't wait to see what he brings out next yeah again uh, he goes all the way back to the um to saw with him doesn't it you forget yeah, you get, how long he's been around. If you get a chance, there's a wicked film, and I think it's still on Netflix called Upgrade. I've and seen he, it. Have you seen it? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Because I was going to say, wasn't that a fright fest when it was? Or, yeah, yeah. It was a couple was, of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I watched that. Um, yeah, it was an interesting concept. I liked it. Oh, good. I'm glad you watched um, that. And um, yeah, one film you've recommended I've watched. <laughs> um, I also like you mentioned it follows. I liked that. That's a few years old now, but um, yeah, that's a, in, another interesting concept. And when you get those original ones coming along like that, it's a, it's just a bit more refreshing, isn't it? Definitely, absolutely. And um, the Conjuring universe, you know, those films. Some of them. There's been a couple of dodgy ones in between. <laughs> yeah. The Nun. Um, yeah. Even though I know you're a fan. Um, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of of it slightly. I wouldn't say massively. I was expecting more from it, but you know, I'm a massive Corin Hardy fan, which is the director. Um, right. But I, I wasn't overly massively love in love with that movie. But if you get a chance, and you've probably seen this as well, have you seen The Hallow? 
which uh, Corin Hardy has done. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's quite, that's really... that's quite freaky, actually. Yeah. What was the other question you'd like to ask? I mean, what what would you say is your kind of favourite genre of horror? I mean, because I I I found out that I sway to more sci-fi a bit, but then I'm you know, it is obviously depending on what mood you're in sometimes. But what would you say is your favourite? About you for a second that's interesting because i if you'd have asked me before what your favorite genre was i probably would have thought slasher mm. but now you've talked about it a lot more i can see why you you would clash with south as more of a sci-fi i think personally going on what i'd watch a horror film for to be creeped out and like to get scared mm. and get like that thrill out of it i normally would go for something that's sort of a bit psychological but mm. The problem with that is, is you get a lot of psychological horrors which just don't, they don't work, and they end up being disappointing. But when it's done right, like the Conjuring films, mm. it's bloody scary. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, I didn't used to really see horror films at the cinema until probably five, six years ago, and I went to see the Conjuring too. And I was absolutely cacking it when I saw that in the cinema. Like, and I think the fact that it's, and we spoke about this on the podcast as well, actually, that the fact that it's set in England, it feels a bit closer to home. Absolutely. Rather than being in the States, so you can that, relate to it I'd that little say bit out, more. Out of all of them, I think that one really kind of made that shiver down your back. Do you know that feeling where you feel just so uneasy? Yeah. That one, to a T, made me freak out the most because I'm a big paranormal activity fan. There's some people out there that think, oh, it's rubbish, it's just nothing. But I'm one of those people that when we went to the cinema and watched that, I totally engrossed myself into it and put my... I think if you've got a vivid imagination as well, you're you're more subjective to it. So yeah, totally. I sat there and it's just like, oh, my God, something's going to happen, something's going to happen. It's just <laughs> the little things you see, the little things that happen. If it's a film that actually scared me the most, I'd say it's more supernatural kind of stuff like that and eerie stuff stuff like um, haunting of hill house uh, blind manor creepy shit that stuff you can't explain yeah that, that's the stuff that really scares me it's not necessarily my favorite but it does scare me definitely it gets the jump scares out of me for sure mm-hmm. those sort of films another one that's just sprung into mind again it's probably not as popular as some of the others but there's lights out did you see that one yeah i love lights out really um, it's a real short one, but that That's I saw at cinema, it's, and I was it's short scared. one, but it packs a punch. It's yeah. like really good, like the That's recent it. the recent movie Host on Shudder is again that freaked me out because it's like supernatural stuff, and it just gets right under your skin. Yeah, um, I commend them like for making that mm. and taking advantage of the current situation, mm. creating that film. We watched it a few months back, and. Um, yeah, it really did freak me out quite a lot, to be honest, because obviously everyone's been living on Zoom pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And then when they did that and how they made it on, I don't even know what the budget would have been. I don't know if you can shed some light on that. But... I can't because it's all done by Shudder. It's yeah. really like hush, hush. But I can't, it couldn't have been a great amount. It really couldn't have because it's mm. pretty, pretty much self-funded. Yeah, I think it's possibly when it comes to doing a top 10, which is going to be a bit knocked up this year because of obviously not being able to go cinema and stuff that much. I still, I think host could possibly scrape in there. So mm, that'd well, be interesting. You want, go, you want to go and watch hosts as well, mate. With an hosts, S. Uh, 
and make your mind up. But <laughs> yeah, good. I will. Um, I'll add it to the list. Um, I've got one final question for you. Yeah. So go for it. Basically, this is an interesting question that we discussed on our podcast recently. So if you were, let's say you yourself were put into a horror movie franchise, what franchise of horror or what kind of universe would you put yourself in? And do you think you would possibly survive? See, that is, that's a good question. I like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'll start with the last question as in, would I survive? And I'd probably say no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like I'd get on people's nerves about halfway through, and then that I get picked off, or <laughs> yeah. or they'd or they'd like, you know, they'd sacrifice me or something. <laughs> um, but um, franchise would I most like to be in? I mean, again, we mentioned it a few times. Still like Scream, mm-hmm. you know. But again, if I was the annoying character, I definitely get. Although Randy survives the first one, doesn't he? And he's the annoying character, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's knocked off it in the second one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think if I was in a zombie one, I'd survive. I'd have, you know, my wits about me. Mm. But who knows? Like I said, you could get, you can't trust anyone in these things. Your own people might turn on you and throw you to the wolves. So, that's it. That's it. But, um, what about you? I'm guessing it would be uh, zombie related. Well, I did. I, I mean, the, the correct answer is... Yeah, Dawn of the Dead, because you, 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 know, you could stay in a mole. The, the, that mole from that movie is huge as well. It's got a fucking ice rig, gun shop. It's got, like, everything you could ever think of all in one place, and it's huge. But that is the right answer. But I quite I quite like the... Uh, I know it's crazy, but the alien universe, it would be pretty crazy to be a marine in the alien <laughs> universe. <laughs> if it mean I didn't die in real life and I was just put in this place, then, yeah, I'd probably go and do that, be a marine for a day. <laughs> or something like that, but that'd be quite cool. Um, I I could tell you what I wouldn't want to be in, and that's um Nightmare on Elm Street because no, I just wouldn't I wouldn't want to be um, you know, I want my sleep. Yeah, that's one thing. I, <laughs> I love sleep when I can get it. So yeah, never never do that. <laughs> but then I've always wanted to like go to like a summer camp or something like because I always watch like Friday Frames and stuff yeah. like Sleepaway Camp, and it looks so much fun going away for summer or with just a bunch of mates loads of fit girls around <laughs> you get to just fuck about and just play games and do stuff I've, I've always thought if i was american i'd definitely do i would love would have loved to go to summer camp it would have been right up my street um yeah. as long as i have friends there <laughs> but yeah don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah matt thanks for uh doing a little q a with me That's um right. obviously you do your own podcast yeah, so well, you tell us a little bit about that. You're definitely, you definitely got to come and uh, be on our podcast soon. Um, For sure, because because we we would love to have you as a guest. But yeah, um, you can find us on Twitter at Draw One Last. We're on Instagram, just uh, type in Draw One Last Breath podcast. We're on Facebook, and obviously we're on iTunes. You can find us uh, on Podbean, Spotify. We're on all of the, the downloads, really, uh, downloadable. Um, and we're going to be launching our YouTube channel soon as well. So oh, keep nice. an eye out for that. Um, you know, if anybody fancies having a listen, have a listen and follow. We have a lot of guests on. We have loads of interviews with uh, quite big directors and actors. We've got some really good stuff coming up that I'm not going to disclose, but <laughs> some really big, good stuff coming up. 
um yeah we like to get people involved as well and ask us questions normally what we do on the podcast is we, we just have a chat about what we've seen then we review a recent movie then we take a movie from the vault uh, normally an older movie uh, and then we have a section called something to scream about sometimes where we talk about a topic uh, but yeah come and check us out it's primarily obviously all about horror um, but we talk about all different stuff like not just horror movies we talk about horror in general um, but yeah we'd love to have you on obviously soon yeah love to that'd be great we'll, set, we'll sort that out soon yeah nice one just let thanks me know. for having me on no Good problem bro thank you thanks for listening keep an eye out on our social media for our next topic <laughs>